Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our Gospel proclamation comes from the Gospel of John in chapter 17 and serves the basis of our theme for the seventh Sunday of Easter. Jesus prays so we might be bay, B-A-E. This past week, our National Church Bodies Commission on Theology and Church Relations released a study on social media. Since Facebook has been active for over 10 years now, with various other social media sites following quickly after, I can confidently respond, it's about time. We in the church have been struggling with social media, its advantages versus the very dangerous behavior it elicits the entire time. Whether it's dealing with people with Facebook muscles, internet affairs, or just good old-fashioned gossip and misinformation, we have dealt with it, challenged it, and been smothered by it all at the same time. The one I am constantly aware of is the new anachronisms that rise out of the individual's desire to be brief in blogs or text. It's been sort of a personal hobby for me to learn and translate as many of these as possible, which helps me to interpret the codes that are reflected in our cultural changes. Let's see how many of you know out of five pretty popular ones. A fake. A-F-A-I-K. That stands for as far as I know. How about this one? FOMO. F-O-M-O. That means the fear of missing out. Okay, let's try this one. H-B-D. That one means happy birthday. I'm not real sure why they needed the D on that one. I imagine we could have gotten away with H-B, but I get it point taken. How about this one? O-M-W. On my way. I imagine that's the one that spouses are frequently using when their loved one is waiting for them at home with dinner on the table ready to go, and they simply text to him quickly, while driving of course, on my way, O-M-W. And then finally, in the namesake of our sermon title today, B-A-E, or Bay. That one means before anyone else. Now that last one is the one that really got my attention in light of what our Lord Jesus is texting us today. BAE, or B-A-E, is the anacronym that stands for that special someone in your life. Usually romantic, but it can delve into bromance or sisterhood or on occasion even a child or a pet. But most traditionally, it is defined as anyone considered to be the most important person in another person's life. Jesus, in his prayer today, is praying for all his disciples and all subsequent generations of believers. Here, we have an incredible picture of Jesus praying for and seeing the whole church for all time, all at once. I believe it was Jeff Gibbs who said, All the events are compressed into a single time, 
in Christ's mind. Jesus sees the future, not only as what it may be, but also as an accomplished fact. Very much like John chapter 6, verses 53 to 54, where Jesus says, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. There is a twofold eating of Christ's flesh. One is spiritual, which Christ describes, especially in verse 54. This eating happens no other way than with the Spirit and faith in preaching and meditation on the gospel, as well as in the Lord's Supper. Here, Jesus compresses his words in his day with our worship right here and now. In faith, preaching, and the communion we share together with him before anyone else. Then Jesus goes on to make it clear just what he wants his sacrificial love to accomplish. He wants a relationship with us that we will have with no one else. Jeffrey Oswald says, Believing and knowing are often interchangeable in Scripture. To understand a faith relationship with Jesus as believing and knowing him, you have to think about it like a marriage. Jeremiah 31, 34 says, Know the Lord, for they shall know me. And 1 Corinthians 13, 12 says, Now I know in part that I shall fully know. Each verse could be rendered thus, Marry the Lord, for they shall marry me. And now I am married. And I am fully committed as I am fully married. It all makes more sense if we understand it with the knowledge of the intimacy of marriage. Just like in marriage, no one else is granted that special relationship except the one we are committed to before anyone else. It was about 15 years ago that a few friends I formerly translated with in Jacksonville, took great exception to some of the contemporary songs about Jesus coming out of late. In fact, they were so ridiculously schmaltzy that one of their friends, who was still single when he was dating a girl, just took out the name Jesus and put in his girlfriend's name in its place, and he sang them as love songs to her. She thought, he was just the most romantic guy ever. I know. Blah. But another one of my colleagues' wife heard about our jesting and simply commented, I don't have a problem with those songs at all. Because when I sing them, I know that I truly do love Jesus more than anyone else. And more importantly, I know Jesus wants me before anyone else. She was right, and we all knew it. Jesus clearly demonstrated undeniable love for us that can't be compared to any terrestrial love we may have experienced thus far. I mean, who has ever been the perfect friend that never leaves our side and is ready to listen no matter where we are physically or spiritually? Who's ever consistently defended us 
advocated for us and lifted us up, even when we are rebellious, unkind, repeatedly sinful, and brutally obstinate. And tell me this, who was even willing to lay down their life for us before we even realized how bad we really are? Yeah, I figured. No one on God's green earth. Well, the Apostle Paul, under God's inspiration, tells you who, saying, For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person would one even dare to die. But God shows his love for us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Back to the social media. One of the saddest consequences of social media is the fact that today, with a generation more connected and socially communicating than any generation ever before, we also have the loneliest generation there has ever been. Suicide rates are epically high because people are now sitting at home alone instead of going out to socialize or just hang out in person together. People are depressed because every friend they have on the internet is publishing a pseudo-life that looks amazing while their life feels anything but. And people are struggling with mental illness and identity crisis because every so-called expert in the world is telling them that every ill-conceived thought is fine as can be when deep down they know it's not healthy at all. But no one will help them and support them in that confusing land between right and wrong. This is what God sent the church, the body of Christ, to do today and forever. The body of Christ is the last holdout on the value of coming face to face with one another. First and foremost, to bring sinners into a community together that affirms what is right and forgives what they've done wrong. The body of Christ is where forgiven sinners are loved. Broken families are mended. Lonely hearts are included. And self-degradation is left at the door. Because being with Christ means knowing and believing that he loves you because he was willing to die for you and wants you to be with him forever. So, Jesus prays to his heavenly Father today, so they may all be one with him, as he is one with the Father, so they may be one with the Father as well. No more isolation, no more confusion, no more depression, but rather communion with God before anyone else. Amen. Now may that peace which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.